You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. His name is Ed. 30 minutes of socks for fans, by fans, and it's all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. You can now work for Family Waterproofing Solutions. They are expanding quickly. Big event on February 26th, 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. at their home office, their main location in Evergreen Park. You don't have to sign up in advance. Just show up and learn all about what they do. If you're new to this type of career or if you're looking for a change, check out Family Waterproofing Solutions. Learn more about them at FamilyDry.com. So, Ed, we've got a big guest today. Yes, we do. And um, uh, it turns out that the heart emoji that I was talking about meant that he was going to be on the show. (laughs) Heart emojis are good. Heart emojis are good. That's a good sign. See, I'm learning. Two rapidly aging dudes in the basement learned something today. I'm learning how the kids are talking, and that's awesome. Right. Joining us on the phone line right now because there was all kinds of news about him in the back half of last week. He he launched a, a brand new initiative. I can't wait to talk to him about it. But then he also went on a bunch of radio shows, showed up on a few different podcasts, and it came out that his path to the majors may be second base. And I was like, well, pff, we're going to have to talk to Jake Berger about this. Jake, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, We've got lots that we're going to get into today. We're going to get into burger bombs. Uh, We're going to get into the fact that you might be able to earn $1,000 as a contestant in our $1,000 guest bounty. Your teammate Liam Hendricks is uh, the presumed front runner right now. We've had multiple guys come on, and the one that people will vote as the best guest of the offseason, $1,000 to them. And, you know, we have private citizens that no players or no you know, former general managers like David Sampson, who got them on the show, and now we have players coming on competing for their own groups. So, I mean, this this is this thing's getting bigger and bigger. You're in the running now, so we're going to get into that as well. But I, I've got to start with this thing at second base. Uh, it was something that we suggested. I said it actually, and Ed looked at me like I was crazy. I said it when you first got up to the majors. Can this kid play second base? A lot of people laughed at me for making that suggestion. So how how much of a, a realistic thing is this that you could be competing for the second base job here in 2022? <laughs> well, part of it was just a troll. I know I know so many people out there uh, wanting uh, any sort of baseball content. You know, obviously with with the current situation. But um, the other part of it is actually the team asked me to work on it um, over the off season. I've been doing transfers and double play, play feeds and different stuff like that. Uh, since early part of November. So I'm feeling comfortable over there. I played like five games in Charlotte. Everything went well, but the pop-ups were, were a little little issue for me, um, you know, just because I've been on the, the left side of the diamond for so long. The, the pop-ups are a little different. But um, other than that, I felt pretty comfortable over there. Honestly, the, the ground balls aren't as uh, hard. You know, it's more routine type stuff. So, um, I, I mean, it's, it's realistic for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just, one of those things where I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever is asked for me. And that, that's kind of what ends up happening. So, um, but I, I like it over there. It's fun to learn a new position and uh, diversify your uh, game a little bit. 
So I, I looked up the stats to see how you did down in Charlotte as a fielder, and it, it noted a couple of errors. Was it were they on the pop ups or were they trying to do a transfer for a double play? Like what 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 did you struggle with when you were in Charlotte? Yeah, what were your errors, Jake? It was literally the exact same pop up twice in the same game. <laughs> oh. uh, like legitimately, like I don't think it could. Like uh, Matt Reynolds was our shortstop, and he had a night off, and he was down in the tunnel watching the game on the TV, and he thought it was a replay. Like the second, the second one I missed, he thought it was a replay. That's how like exactly the same it was. Um, but yeah, like those were those were the only two errors I made over there. Like I, I fielded everything else, turned turned to double play, fed a double play. So like that was the only issue. And uh, safe to say, I had a lot of uh, pop up priority work uh, for for the next week. I'll tell you this though, you you make me feel better as a mid forties, sixteen inch softball player when I drop two pop-ups in a game and I feel like an idiot. Now I'm like, hey, Jake Berger does it too. Like I, I appreciate the fact that you're human, Jake. So so here's the thing. You you kind of throw this out there that uh, second base might be an option. And then you post a video on Twitter. And immediately, and I know you saw it because I could tell your reaction to it. You you kind of posted a few things afterwards. Immediately, you've got Twitter Sox fans saying, I can make that transfer. That isn't that good. What does he think? I mean, like all of a sudden, all the experts came out. The Twitter comments were on fire. Do you did you read through that stuff and get a chuckle over it? Are, are you are is it laughable that that guys that uh, can can just grab the keyboard and start typing, you know, feel like they can critique your play at second base? Oh yeah, <laughs> it always like that was part of me posting it too. Just that you know, I wanted a good laugh. Um, I think like. Going through my, my injury and there were like a lot of tweets, you know, I, this guy's a bust and all this stuff. Like I took it to heart during that time. And now I look back on it. I'm like, who cares what anybody thinks? Like I'm, I'm confident in myself and that's, that's the way it's going to go. And like, honestly, it's kind of funny. Like, Oh, he, he's not, he's not putting his foot here. Like the, the people that I thought were, were really funny. I would like comment back and uh, make a joke out of it too. You know, I, I know people are starved for baseball content. So uh, it was pretty funny seeing all the reactions on there. Well, you, you talk about the, the, you know, getting over those things and not le- taking it to heart, but it sounds like you did take some of that stuff to heart when you were going through uh, your different injuries. And I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine who's never been in the public eye before. And I, I spent a long time ago, I was on the radio back in the day when there was no Twitter. And I was explaining to him that people used to sit down and actually write letters. They used to have to write on a piece of paper how much they hated me. And then they'd have to get a stamp and they'd have to put it in an envelope and they'd have to mail it and they'd have to wait three days for a response. And if I ignored them, it all went away. And that that was just me. Right. And that was just Ed writing it because he was my producer at the time and he he didn't like me. But but the thing is is that like people used to have to put an effort in to talk trash to you. Now Mm -hmm. anybody with their phone can do it. And I told my friend... Just ignore that crap. It's garbage. Ignore it. Is is that one of the reasons why you've now kind of uh, come up with this idea, this initiative, this burger bombs, this mental health thing because of the struggles that you went through back then? And now you kind of realize you got to let that stuff roll off, right? Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, two of the, the main burger bombs are open a book and meditate. And both of those things take you away from your phone. Um, I, I think that's that's a big, big portion of it. And like. I know a lot of my, my teammates and a lot of guys around the league like, don't even have social media on their phones during the season just because it's like everyone has, a, has an opinion and they have a right to that opinion, but you know that, that doesn't mean it's always the best thing to post. So 
Um, that, that's a big emphasis on, on the burger bombs, uh, community and just kind of being able to get away from your phone. I mean, even break a sweat, um, you know, working out and just getting outside, getting away from the screen time is, uh, definitely, uh, crucial and, and mental health for sure. Going through all the, the injuries, what, what took longer to get past? Was it the, it, was it the physical stuff or was it the mental thing where, you know, people are saying, you got to think about your career and, and, you know, you've got these setbacks, which, which one hit you harder? Personally. I mean, I, I would say probably the mental side of it. Nobody realizes uh, just all, all the questions you begin to ask yourself. And, um, you know, just there, there's so much that goes into the mental side of it. And especially the Achilles, it's so far away from your brain and your central nervous system. So like some of the stuff you're feeling down there isn't always accurate. Um, so yeah, I would say the mental side of it, and especially the, the second injury, uh, tearing it the second time, being at home, stepping out of the sandal. I mean, that that really messed me up mentally because it's like, what what am I going to do if I, I have to run? And, and what if I never get back to, to a, a spot where I can play in the, the backyard with my kids or my dog, like anything like that? So I would say the mental side of it was, was very difficult. And I, th- I think they go hand in hand too. You know, I, I think when I started getting better mentally was, was when I gained the most, uh, most ground on the physical side of it. Yeah. You know, I I've had a partial tear of an Achilles and it doesn't compare to anything that you've gone through. And I know that I, I still don't trust it completely. I think it's amazing that you're able to get out there after what you went through and go a hundred percent. It really is a credit to your mental makeup. And and I, I'm looking through the Burger Bombs. It, Bombs is an acronym, and they, it stands, every letter stands for something. Be open, open a book, meditate, break a sweat, and set a routine. And when I look at your, your Twitter account, and I see that, uh, you know, it's a, a Burger Bombs is about mental health sports, and it also says podcast. Are you, you're going you're gonna to get into the podcasting industry now and talk talk a little bit about mental health? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get into the podcast game a little bit. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I have a great um, co-host, and I still haven't released his name yet. Uh, the only hand I'll give is he's on the 40-man uh, roster but um, with the White Sox. But, yeah, so I, I'm really excited for that. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I, obviously, this is the first time I've done something like this um, in terms of the podcast, but – um, you know, any, any way I can get the information out about what I did to get through my battle and just maybe help one person out there. I mean, that that's success in my eyes. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to launch all that. See, you say that you're not going to announce it right away. You said it and I already think I know who it is. Because, Same here. Right. I mean, right. And I think we both we're both thinking it's Giolito, right? Because yeah. that's all he does. He jumps on the mic. He gets on the Twitch. He does all that stuff. You don't need to tell me, Jake, but I think we know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've had this conversation with like probably five people now and everyone <laughs> says like a different answer for a different reason. I love every single, every single response just to see. It's, it's hilarious. Socks in the basement listeners do the hard work. And if you're a hardworking man or woman on the South side, you need to be outfitted properly. And that's why you should visit Red Wing Shoes in Evergreen Park, New Lenox, and Geneva. A work boot specialty store that carries sizes from 6 to 16 and feet as wide as 4E. A 115-year-old company that came out of Red Wing, Minnesota. And one of its largest stores in the entire Midwest is in Evergreen Park, Illinois, ever since 1976. When you're on your feet, the footwear is everything. So why not get an expert fitting? They warranty 
repair, and offer free conditioning with laces. And they also carry Carhartt work clothing as well. Located at 3347 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park, Illinois, at 208 East Maple Street on Route 30 in New Lenox, or at 1749 South Randall Road in Geneva. Visit them today. You work hard. You've earned it. Red Wing Shoes. One of the things that we're doing here at this $1,000 guest bounty, it's brought to you uh, by Elite Benefits of America. Butch Seymour is trying to help people get uh, better health insurance for their small and mid-sized companies and, and save them money. And you can check them out at EliteBenefits.net. He's giving away $1,000 for the best guest of the offseason on Socks in the Basement. And it started off with fans who may know somebody and getting them connected to the show and that person coming on the show and now the last two entries have been players on the White Sox. Liam Hendricks was on just recently to talk about his charity and to uh, give us a little bit of an interview. And a lot of people presume that he's the front runner. What makes you think that you can outdo the uh, best closer in baseball uh, in this uh, guest bounty? I mean, that's a tough, tough uh, hill to climb there. I mean, got the Australian accent, you know, he's just a great dude. So I... I don't know personally. I mean, you know, I, I like to uh, think I'm just a positive guy and, you know, always smiling, smiling right now. But, um, you know, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough battle against uh, Liam for sure. Are there guys on the team that you, you just kind of gravitate towards? Are there guys that are just like full of personality that you just find yourself saying, I want to hang out with that dude? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have friends that you're, you're playing ball with. I'm sure you're making uh, friendships, but is there anybody that just stands out? Like, who does Jake Berger say, "Let's go grab a beer after the game with"? Well, I mean, obviously it's, it's Gavin Sheets. You know, that, that's a that's a soft talk question, but uh, you know, him and our best friends, and um, you know, we we always just like are there for each other no matter what, and like always supporting each other and just having a great time together all the time. And you know, I mean, we we were he was the first guy with the White Sox that I I connected with. You know, he. he I was a second rounder. I was a first rounder. We we DM'd each other and uh, kind of made plans to uh, to live together for Canapolis. Uh, so um, I gotta say him, but I, it's really cool. Like our our clubhouse is awesome. There's just so many good dudes. I mean, Jose Abreu is just unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the, the nicest dudes. I mean, he's a great baseball player, even a better person. Um, and then I mean, you got guys like TA, like Tim Anderson's awesome, great dude. Like there's just you, you the, the whole list, you know, everybody's awesome. Lance and Giolito. I mean, I could literally name the entire roster and like, there's not one bad thing to say about any of them. That's sad. You, you know, you're friends with all these guys, but are you and Gavin getting together and like trying to force Andrew Vaughn to stick with the DH role and, or maybe go back to the minors for a bit and you guys take right field and second base from him? Cause Tony gave him a game there last year. He wouldn't give you one. So th- that's got to stick in your craw a little bit, right? Uh, not really. I mean, we're all really good friends, and like I think we all recognize that however we can win a World Series, you know, it does, doesn't matter who's up there, who's not, who contributes throughout the year. It's just like it, I think that's what's so cool about our clubhouse is that everybody's just like loves each other and, and wants the best for each other, and um, you know, I, the ultimate goal is to win a World Series. So um, any way we can contribute to that, that's that's kind of the uh, thought process for all of us. So we asked this. We asked this to Liam, but when he was on. But what what are your predictions for some of the players on the team for this year? Like, who are you excited to see? Hmm. I I am excited to see Gavin for for a full season. I mean, he what he hit double digits home runs last year. Um, had had a home run in the uh, 
in the playoff game uh, against Houston and uh, hit that, that walk-off against uh, Berrios. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see him and see how he grows. Um, also really excited, uh, guy that's not mentioned as much, but, like, Dylan Cease. I mean, he's he just keeps growing and keeps getting better. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. And he's, he's one of my better friends on the team as well. We're talking with Jake Berger here on Socks in the Basement. He's gracious enough to spend some time with us, and I really appreciate it, Jake. Uh, I, I kind of want to go back to the way that your 2021 started because it was a little weird. You you had 181 at-bats in A-ball, and then you had no stats, okay, because you're going through the injuries, 2018, 2019, the 2020 COVID season, and then you start in AAA and make it to the show before the year is over. I mean, that is the weirdest back to somebody's baseball card when you look at their stats, the the things that you seem to have skipped. Uh, it, take us through that. I mean, uh, was it, were you surprised they started you in AAA? Did you feel overwhelmed at all? And, and what did it feel like to be able to make the jump and get to the majors that quickly? It's, it's funny you mentioned the baseball card because you look at the back and it's like my 2017 stats and then it's like, did not play, did not play, did not play. And then it has my, my stats for 2021. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it was too overwhelming. I mean, I got some time at the alternate site last year. I uh, went to Instructs. I, I hit really well at Instructs and towards the end of the uh, alternate site and kind of made some uh, swing mechanic adjustments to kind of simplify my swing a little more. Um, and then I, I have a facility down here with my agency down in Nashville. Um, and it's just like, it's incredible. You know, I, I get to work with uh, Casey Mize and Brent, Brent Rooker, Brandon Lau, guys like that every single day. And, um, you know, they gave me a lot of tips and advice going into my first full season. So, I, you know, I had a really good, good core around me um, in terms of support. And, um, you know, going, I, I think, so the, the plan originally was for me to go to Birmingham um, and, I think I like we we were at the alt site uh, for April this year because uh, spring training broke and the, the minor league uh, season didn't start till May. So we were up uh, in Chicago or in Schaumburg, and we were playing the Iowa Cubs or what would be the Iowa Cubs, but they were in South Bend um, and played a lot of games against them. I, I hit really well. I was hitting fourth in the lineup, and um, you know everybody kept saying like, "All right, you're going to go to Double A, Double A," and then like I had two really good games where I went like three for four and four for four. And like after those two games, like they, they came up to me as like, Hey, like we're, we're going to send you to Charlotte. Like we think you're ready for that. So, um, go to Charlotte and a little overwhelming just because it was my first full season. I wouldn't say like the, the skill level was overwhelming or the, the speed of the game, but, um, obviously there are some kinks to work out in terms of, uh, you know, the, the speed of the game defensively and stuff like that. But, um, no, I, I felt really comfortable and, being able to be with like Blake Rutherford and Gavin Sheets and guys that I had played with in Kannapolis was, was huge as well because I felt comfortable right away. And um, then, then you make that jump to the, uh, well, I got invited to the Futures game and that was kind of like a big surprise. And then like a week later, I get called up to, to the big leagues and it was just like, I, <laughs> I can't even put words on, uh, on, on how, how that journey to, to the show was. I, like, there's just no words. So uh, definitely fortunate and blessed. So as you're making the transition to second base now, do you have a do you have a second base idol? Like, was there a guy that growing up you were watching him that this is who you want to pattern your game after? Um, not really. Dan Ugla. 
Oh man, that, oh, that's a, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. make all the guys that think you can't play defense now. They just gave me ammunition. He was oh. not very good in the field, Jake. You should have <laughs> nope. picked somebody else. <laughs> that's the only second baseman I really watch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think you're doing this on purpose now to cause trouble. That's what I think you're trying to do. <laughs> I, I, I love a good troll. <laughs> Ed, Jake even, I don't know, maybe maybe Jake Berger plays some bags. There is a Sunday beanbag league at Double Play Saloon in Blue Island, a 10-week-long season, including playoffs, four to eight players per team every Sunday. The season starts February the 27th, and you can sign up right now. You can also sign up for their Thursday night handicap dart league. Both of those happening at Double Play Saloon in Blue Island, an incredible bar. It's got uh, dartboards everywhere. It's just a fun place to hang out in the island. If you want any details, call or text Tommy, 773-574-0992. Remember, they have daily $5 basket lunch specials and $13 Miller and Bud Family Buckets. Check out everything they have daily on their Facebook page at Double Play Saloon. And remember, temperature soup, whatever the temperature is. That's the cost of the soup. We're talking cheap soup these days, Ed. It's cold outside. (laughs) 13011 Western Avenue in Blue Island. Check out the newly remodeled private gaming area at Double Play Saloon. I want to ask you about that first home run that you had uh, as a major leaguer. Uh, You were at home against the Houston Astros. And I remember also that you did a post-game interview that you made me choke up talking about what it took to get there. and, and, And you could just see the emotion was that the moment? Was that the moment when you hit that home run, you're running around those bases and you're like, that's it. I made it. I'm back. This is awesome. All that, all that hard stuff is in the past. Was that the moment for you? Yeah, I would say, I would say that's probably one of the big moments. Um, you know, you, you look back on the full season, it's like my first game in Charlotte. Well, first day of spring training, my first game in Charlotte. And then, um, that, that game as well. And just like, I, like, I can't even really put words to describe like what it meant to me and like just, just hitting that first home run was, was huge because it, it got the monkey off your back a little bit. And, uh, you know, it felt like tons were lifted off your shoulders, but yeah, just uh, playing a home game and, and being able to see the fans reaction and, uh, almost it was a blowout at that time, you know? So, um, yeah, it it was, it was, it was a big moment for me and, and knowing that, you know what, I'm back, I'm, I'm back to, what I, I know I do best and uh, I, I know what the White Sox drafted me for. Um, so yeah, that was a, that, that was a big moment for me. Well, you know, we break things down with all the players and you know, we, we try to look at stats and we try to make guesses about how a guy's going to get better or is he going to improve? I think anybody that, that follows baseball does that. Even when you're a kid, you look at the back of baseball cards and you try to figure out like, is this guy great? And you, you compare different players to each other. And one of the things that I think we noticed last year with your very short amount of at-bats, I think you had 38 at-bats in the MLB uh, last year, okay, and hopefully many more this year. Uh, You crushed right-handers and struggled in a limited amount of at-bats against lefties. And I started to hear, and we even questioned here on this show, is he is he more of like he's going to kill right-handed pitching and have a hard time against lefties his whole career? Or is that unfair because you only had a very small amount of games in the majors? Is it unfair to already kind of think to, that, that you're a guy who's going to do very well against one kind of pitcher and against other pitchers we're not so sure? Yeah, no, I, I think the sample size is, is pretty small. Um, you know, I, I, I look at 
my exit velocities on, on balls in play and stuff like that. And I mean, it's like a, a stupid amount over like the big league average. It's like, it, it was 38 at bats, you know? So I don't really look into to any of that and uh, deem success. I think my success this year was playing a full season and uh, getting up there, you know? Um, so now you kind of reevaluate going into next year and, and seeing uh, what, what you got um, in terms of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really even remember in Charlotte what, what my splits were. I, I, they're probably pretty similar. Um, and I, part of it is, like, I, I really didn't see that many lefties uh, when I was up there. I mean, I think I faced, like, Scooble with uh, Detroit and then uh, Valdez with uh, with Houston, and those are pretty two uh, pretty good lefties. So, um, you know, it's I think it's a small sample size, and uh, you kind of reevaluate going into this season. Now, I know you can't talk about, and I'm not going to ask you about what's going on currently with Major League Baseball and the players, um, because you guys have player reps, and they're, they're the ones that are supposed to be talking about it. But I would imagine that you guys are at least in contact with each other player-wise, and you're all working out, right? I mean, what what is the difference this offseason because of what's going on in Major League Baseball? It, it, does it impede in any way in your ability to, to get ready for next season? No, no. And we're, we're in constant communication. I mean, Giolito's texting us and, um, you know, you, you have that communication with, uh, your friends as well and kind of holding each other accountable and, uh, being able to have a facility like I do down here is huge as well. You know, you get to work out with other players and, uh, really continue to train. I, I think the only difference is probably just the, the communication chain. Um, obviously there's, you can't. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the only difference. It, d- it doesn't really impede on, on anything that I worked on last year or uh, work on this year. It's, it's pretty much the same. So, so I, mean, this time of year, you would be working at that facility and, and this is, you'd be doing what you're doing right now anyway, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I would be doing the exact same thing. You got a big season ahead of you. Yeah. You, you know, you're, I'm sure you, you, you've got goals in mind for yourself. Can you, can you kind of pull back the curtain a little bit? Let Sox fans know what is a Jake Berger striving for in 2022. Is it is it making the the 26 man roster? Uh, even though you are kind of in competition with some of your friends. I mean, if you look at Gavin Sheets and you, you guys are going to be really fighting for the for a couple of spots on there. Even though you guys are buddies, is it is it making the roster? Is it making it as a starting second baseman? Is it just getting yourself uh, better and, and waiting to see what happens? What are the goals for Jake Berger in 2022? Yeah, I, I think it's probably. The last thing you said in terms of, I just want to continue to improve my craft, continue to get better. Um, there's definitely some areas that that I want to improve on, um, and one being just pitch selection uh, overall, which I've been working on a lot this off season. Um, and you know, I mean, uh, it, it really is my second full season. You know, I, I've only played a year and a half of, of professional baseball, so um, you know, I, I don't really want to set any goals for myself in terms of like. If I don't make the roster out of spring training, like it's it's a lost season. You know, I, I don't think I should ever put that that sort of uh, that sort of thing on on myself um, because you know ultimately you could just end up disappointing yourself and, and ruining a season. So just incrementally getting better and uh, keep learning from from some of the greats. You know, having having Tony Larusa and uh, guys like that, that that you can learn from uh, from the managerial side, and then also you know just keep learning from from your peers as well. I mean, I, I don't really look at the competitions between friends and stuff. I, like I said, like I, I missed three years, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just fortunate to be playing baseball and 
I'm going to compete to, to the highest level I possibly can because I missed it for so long, you know. There's nothing worse than sitting on the couch and, and watching your buddies play in Birmingham and you can't do anything about it. So, um, you know, it's uh, now that I'm healthy and, and playing a lot, it's, uh, that, that's really all it is. And that's always the goal I put on myself is just to continue to have fun and continue to compete and the, the rest will take care of itself. Jake Berger, really nice of you to jump on the show. Tell everybody real quick, uh, if they want to learn more about Burger Bombs and what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so um, on my personal pages, I'm going to be posting over a, a five-week mini-series about the Burger Bombs. Um, it's uh, at Burgatron13. Um, I'm sure some of you have probably seen my uh, second base video, and it's, it's linked through there. Um, and if you, if you haven't, you might as well go check it out, because I, I think my hands are pretty quick, but... Um, but at Fergatron 13, <laughs> and then, uh, my, my website is, uh, jakeburger30.com. And at the end of the, uh, five week mini series with the burger bombs, uh, community, then, uh, that website will get released and there'll be some blog posts and different stuff on that. I love it. I love, you know what? Look, I want you to post as many, as many videos as you can of you working out a second base. The way, I mean, the, no, first I, of all, I want him to move to catcher. Next oh yeah. Yeah. And start, catcher. start trying on other positions too. Like start trying, like you should just make a joke out of the whole thing because the fact, the way I that really people, should. the way that people responded to it, I mean, you're a professional athlete and it wasn't out of the question last year in your first round draft pick in a professional athlete. I mean, and the way that people like, like we even talked about it last year, like, Hey, I wonder if this guy could play second base. Like, wouldn't it be nice to get his bat in there at second base? And people like responded to me, like I was just a lunatic Jake. So I, I'm sure you're getting it even, even worse. I mean, I almost, I really want it to happen now. Cause I just think it would make, it would blow people's minds. So can you, yeah. Can you be the starting second baseman? So Chris can talk to people and be like, I told you so. Yeah. Did you do that for me? That'd be awesome. No, that I love the idea of making a joke out of it. Maybe like tomorrow I'll post a video of me on the mound and just like throwing a ball and then like the next day put on catcher's gear, work on that. Yeah. Like make a joke out of it. I think yeah, go <laughs> for it, funny. man. I think it's awesome. Just just keep it up. We need we need content and Jake Berger is giving it to us, okay? I mean exactly. it, he's a man of the people. Jake, I really appreciate it. Good luck with you. Good luck to you and everything that you're doing uh, here in the off season and, and spring training. And I, I, I wish you the best in making this team. I think this team has an awful lot of pop in that lineup, but it's a, it's even stronger with Jake Berger in there. I really enjoyed those the limited time that we got to see you this year. I want to see more of you, and I appreciate you jumping on Socks in the Basement. Thanks so much for having me on. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.